Okay, hello and welcome to another episode of Hiring and Inspiring. Today's guest is Francesco Esposito. Francesco, Good afternoon. Afternoon, mate. <laughs> Francesco is um, an, old, uh, an old contact of mine from work. He works in the sales profession uh, in the construction industry for many years. Italian heritage, lived in Australia for, for many years now. Um, and he's got loads of good insights to share all things sales, all things business, uh, all things building and construction industry. So I haven't caught up with him in a while, to be honest. So I'm looking forward to having a chat and uh, see what he's been doing most recently and picking his brain on a couple of topics. So Francesco, with that intro, mate, how are you getting on? How's everything going? Yeah, very good. Thank you. Yes. I, uh, my day is really good. So today also it's very good weather in Sydney, which is which is even nicer. <laughs> Mate, I, um, look, I want to start in the present and, and catch up most recently. I know at the start of the year, you joined Laminex uh, in a newish, you know, newish role. You've been there for the year now. Um, great company from what I understand. I want to hear from yourself. How's it, how's it been going? How are you finding the new role? Yeah, like every role is, uh, needs time to adjust. Um, you know, new way, uh, new system, and new people and even new customers but yeah. uh, everything is going well so far good stuff and as someone maybe who doesn't know too much about laminex or even the building industry um what can you sort of say about what you're doing the company um what you're what you're selling the type of customers you deal with uh you know on a day-to-day -day basis look every sales role has got um you know the up and down uh, however, like you, you have to strategize your, you know, every customers. You, you really need to, you know, take each customer individually and not collective, uh, because whatever works for one customer it might not work for another. So you, you need to do before you actually approach the clients. You have to do a lot of research first, understanding the customer's background. Um, why the particular product set is buying is most important for this business and understanding the machineries they're using um, and, and be a productive listener. You know, if they say, oh, this machine is good for this and you need to be able to identify um, what's really um, important for them. So it's, it's not like a high volume sales role where you're just sort of spraying and praying and hope something sticks. You, it's quite a strategic role by the sound of things. You're already going in and doing your research beforehand and making sure you're, you're well prepared even before you make contact. Is that right? Yes, right. But the, we, I look after a three category of a business. It's uh, mainly it's the joiners, the cabinet makers, yeah. that's the, which are the transitional customers. And they are uh, usually between the lowest to the medium and the, and the large companies that, uh, that I'm assigned to look after. Their priority, uh, pretty much all customers are priorities. Um, and uh, they over under 20 transactional customers. But also look after the non-transactional customers, which are part of the, what I call a business partners, which are 
like you know architects, studios, uh, designers, and builders as well. And what I do is I do also presentation to them of new product updates, and also they update me with uh, their usual clients. If they are still the same joiners or new business, they open up a lot of doors for me. Yeah. Who do you most enjoy speaking to? Where, where is your strength? The architects, the builders, the joiners, joiners. The majority is the joiners. So 80% of my weekly is the joiners. And yeah. the, the rest is uh, the non-transactional oh. customer between builders. Um and uh, also uh, some studio as well. I have also contact with some studio showrooms because I also I do sometimes some up updates on the merchandising. So like, yeah. What's it been like working for Laminex? You know, great name in the market, really good brand name, um, you know, strong from what I understand, your know, presence. How have you found working for Laminex as a business? Oh, I had a great welcome at the start and they uh, they really embrace people, um, new people, and they like. I feel I felt easily uh, fit into the role because uh, yes, it was very a similar role on previous, but uh, yeah. I I found that their way of approaching people really made it a lot easier for me to to integrate in their system, you know. Yeah. I've heard, I've heard now, you know, seems like yourself as well. They've got a great culture. Yes, correct. How would you describe their culture? It's a very uh, healthy hmm. uh, environment and management are very knowledgeable and very uh, resource, you know, and uh, helpful when you need, uh, you know, when you have a question to ask them, they usually, you know, um, if they got enough time, you know, depending on their schedules, yeah. They usually come back to you on the same day, you know, yeah. to get uh, an answer. And also the the other stakeholders, internal stakeholders, they are uh, very professional and very uh, well managed. Um, and uh, I found that that um, you know communication is very important. And and even for them. Um, when it's a question, they, they don't go and around the problem. They actually embrace the problem um, yeah. because they want to help you fixing it, you know, and that, that's what I like about Laminex. And your background, I mentioned at the start, you've got an extensive background in the paint industry. You know, you've worked in that particular industry for, for many years. Mm. How have you found, you know, leaving that industry or that particular your sector how have you found leaving that behind and adjusting to a, a, a new sector? Um, look, it, it, it was it wasn't very hard for me leaving the paint industry because I knew that uh, I'm a people person and 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 I wanted to be involved with people. So the product is it's irrelevant for me what I'm selling. It's how I present the product that's most relevant for me. And 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 Laminex, yes, it is a different industry, you know, than than uh, paint industry. However, when customers knows that there's someone there that 
is happy to serve them and, and is doing anything possible to, to help their business, it makes my day, you know, like being, you know, like having knowledge and having, having to be support customers. It's, uh, it's very what I aiming for. And, and that's for me, product is, it's not, you know, not such an important thing for me. It's more like the customer experience is the most important thing. Yeah, that was what I was going to ask you about. You know, you've you worked in sales for a long time. Yeah. What, what is it about working in a sales role which sort of gets you going? I think you touched upon maybe there is just helping people and giving customers a really great experience with yourself. Mm-hmm. What is it about the sales industry that, that you love? So the thing is um, with sales, like coming from a customer experience background, uh, which not necessarily was in sales originally when I was in, living in Europe, um, I always thought that for me, working with people is, it's what I'm, I'm good in that and, and what, uh, what I see a future, you know, in either management or other areas. However, when I joined Laminex, I found myself, uh, in a place that I knew the, was the right decision and I knew that they will do anything to to embrace me in the company to be and also that that will give me more opportunity to grow within the company so and 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 i trusted completely the, the transition so i just thought um also like in sales are like working for me in sales uh the reason i, I actually enjoy selling it's also because you know, you have, for example, you know, a, an item that you want to try to sell. You have to explain the characteristic of the item, why the item is uh, important, you know, for their business. You know, what is the, uh, um, you know, the, the good about that item? You know, I, I enjoy the whole experience of selling that particular product and, and, and what's good for the customer. So for me, um, that's what I'm good about it. And because you also need to do completely put all your trust in the product that it's going to be a great product for them. You know, it has to be stand out to the crowd. It's a really good lesson. What else have you learned, say, from, you know, the, the, the 20-odd years experience you've got, you know, Lessons about selling, about, about about yourself that you've maybe developed over the years. Almost, you know, things that you could maybe tell, you if you could go back in time and tell a younger version of yourself who's a less experienced salesperson, what, what would you tell um, them? I have to be honest, like, uh, coming from a background from South Italy, uh, we well know to be very temperamental people. <laughs> to be honest <laughs> um so very easy to respond to problems and that yeah. that was actually a lesson for me when i worked in sales because um during my management course i learned like you know the like what they call um, in, like a business intelligence and how to manage like customers when they are you know like when they have uh, some issues and they address the issue very unhealthy way 
how do you address that rather than, you know, um, eating a stone and, like, you know what I mean, like throwing a stone back if you feeling yeah. that you someone is throwing a stone at you. Let's, like, just look at that way. I actually, like, when I do have customer day, they are unhealthy or experience unhealthy behavior, you know, I actually try to, you know, sort of slow down and put some precious sequence between your emotions and feelings and, and just listen to the main point that they're actually addressing to you rather than that behavior. It's not always easy to do it, but it's the key to get eventually to help them to solve the problems. And that's what I'm, I have a, a developed during the years on my paint uh, sales experience. Is that something you struggled with when you were younger than managing your emotions? Yeah. Yeah. So well, these are... How, how did you improve it? What did you do to, to improve it? Well, I did the management course, so through an uh, upskilled company. So, so it was actually someone, you know, highlighting it for you to like, that this is how... You can improve if you. Yeah, I also to. read uh, a book from uh, John Maxwell, which is called okay. "Winning, Winning with People." Okay. So there was uh, like I can't remember what page was, but there was something I highlighted for me that um, I really stand out. The crowd it says that you can be right in the conversation or you can be on top or you can be wrong on top of your voice. And that really opened up my eyes. I say, all right, now I understand. I can also be wrong when I'm actually right, depending on my tone. And that's where the problem can escalate it. But if you are calm and you address the problem calmly, eventually the situation is down. And that's that's where my focus is. Interesting. It's like half, as as you often know, like half the, the battle is with yourself, isn't it? Mm-hmm. In sales, you know, if you can, you know, obviously you are competing against your your competition, your, your customers. You know, you've got to try and win them over. But the half the battle is, as you say, if you can just manage those emotions that are going on Absolutely. inside you, that's yeah, you're onto a winner if you, if you can can do that. Mm. Um, mate, you spoke about uh, you know, your, your, your background uh, growing up in, in South Italy. Um, you've now moved over to Australia, been here for, for 20 years. Um, how do you sort of reflect on you know, your life and, and how, it's all, how, it's ch- you know, how it's changed and how it's you know, turned, turned out living, living over here since you made that move? Um, look, I, uh, it wasn't easy. The transition, um, you know, I didn't think as uh, as um, myself and as a lot of the Italians, especially from South, they can relate to me. Uh, we can be very um, family oriented. We yeah. very hard to live at your your own ground, and um, but with the, the the new globalization, things have changed a bit. You know, now even people from South are living and uh, exploring new areas. Um, I found that um, originally my decision was more to stay in Europe uh, and I wanted to learn English so much. 
Um, so I I thought that maybe London wouldn't be a good experience for me. Um, and usually a lot of people like me, they don't speak English, I started within the hospitality industry. Um, but anyway, I end up to be different. Uh, life sort of turned around and goes, um, yeah, not, not in London. So I met uh, this Australian woman. Um, and then we fell in love and I decided to, to give Australia a try. So that's how I came here. And, um, so, and as my English wasn't the best back there, so I had to adapt, not just the fact that I was, uh, new in Australia, I also had to adapt to a new culture, a new people, a new way of living. So it took me more than two years, but um, um, I worked in many industry within the industrial. So especially around the production line. And then I learned, you know, in the, in that during that time, I also was going to TAFE, oh, yeah. learning, you know, English. And, uh, and that was really helpful for me. And then sort of a progress day by day, my English. And um, I, uh, I started having different job offer based on what my English, you know, sort of, you know, I, I was improving. And then uh, one day I had this offer with, um, with the Waddle and then I took it. And then that's where my experience started getting improved, you know, year by year. Um, there was a lot of... Uh, also a lot of knocked back, um, but for me, those door closed. I was always took as a challenge. It goes, keep keep trying, keep trying until your time comes, and that's what I never give up. And even now, I'm quite stubborn. If I want something, I'll, I'll look for it. I'll go towards it. So nothing is given for free. You had to go to hunt it. Talks about. What about the future? What is the what is the future hold for Francisco? I can see myself in um, in a manager role, not more like in a yeah. high manager role. As a, I can um, I relate very easily, really easy with management. I can sort yeah. of uh, understanding their needs. Um, and also understanding that they are there, not just support us, but they also they are they need to do what the business asks them to do yeah. it. And I relate quite well with management now, so I feel yeah. that my area is within the management role. But would also I'm also open to a business development management role because now I'm already involved with a lot of uh, project home builders. Um. A, within the residential segment and um, so for me the business development management role would be it's pretty much very associated to to my role the only difference is it's not transactional uh, so you would deal it's pretty much what the, it's it's like a, the main chain reaction to get to the cabinet maker to, to the everyday transactional customer. So if I can be the uh, the driven point 
to you know to the to the you know from the build up all the way to the joiner uh, it's it, it will be very very successful for me like it will be very rewarding what about this this is my final question to you mate what what about you know this can ties in a little bit with that but what about the idea of success what does success mean to you and that can be personal as well uh, as well as professional in, in your life what is success what does a successful life mean to you? uh for me a successful life is uh that uh, even when you achieve targets you understand that the market changes um things can change in life and not you cannot always achieve what you think you can achieve but you need to make sure that you don't sit back so you you have to take each day as his own um you're gonna have a up and down however it's important to address every 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 customer and every day because uh, you know you need to document it pretty much everything you do in your day to justify everything even your positive and your your negative so I I'm at the moment I'm in the stage that uh, I'm quite well in my uh, quarter two, so I successfully achieved quarter one, but I'm actually working a lot harder because I wanna not just I wanna achieve quarter two, but also I wanna secure something for next year as well. So uh, that will be a work in progress. So through all these uh, strategy I'm using at the moment within uh, transactional and non-transactional, that's definitely going to help for my quarter three, quarter four for next year, and probably even the new calendar year. What about personal? What's personal success, man? Personal success is uh, when I... Uh, it, it, it's actually a very good question because... It can always depend on your day sometimes, sex, because, you know, as you know, you deal with a lot of people every day. Sometimes even finding a solution to a problem, it's a success for me, you know what I mean? So personal success is if I am, the overall would be if the business really see me as an important asset for the company. And when I when I know it, when I feel it, that's my success. Mm -hmm. I mean, um, knowing them that they know that they can trust me, I that's a success for me. Cesco, really appreciate that, mate. Thanks for sharing all those great answers and you know your, all your your wisdom and your journey along the way. Appreciate uh, appreciate you coming, mate. Thank you very much, Francesco Esposito. Thank you. Thank you for your time.